Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today's episode, we have the menagerie back on and we have this really cool conversation with Pat and Jess and we're really excited to share it with you guys. We talk about a variety of topics actually. Um, a lot of uh, stuff about like spirit work and... Um, there's like tips for newer practitioners. Astral traveling. Yeah, astral travel, lucid dreaming. Um, we do talk about the workshop that they're hosting there with Thomas Moon Eagle on July 15th. And so we'll have that all linked down below. Uh, it was a really cool conversation. We were just kind of hanging out. And uh, we always love uh, chatting with those two. They're great. And they're always both like so informative, I feel like, too. Um, I still have, like, in my mind, like, all these episodes that would be really cool to have each one of them, like... Guest spot on. Yeah, yeah, they know sure. they know so much. Like, we barely scratch the surface when we have our conversations with them. So, we're really excited to get into this episode, but I can tell you where you can find us at. So, you can follow us over on Twitter at edpro underscore pgh. You can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, at edarlene. You can follow us over on YouTube where we post rake infused videos almost every single day. Go like and subscribe. And then you can go to our website, edarlane.com. Sign up for our email list and get a free rake session every single month on the first. All right, so we're going to play some ads and then get into the episode. All right. Okay, guys, this is an ad. We believe in supporting small business. And today we're talking about the small business called Garage Cats. They make 100% organic handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. It smells amazing. It lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. guys we're back with jess and patrick from the menagerie and we're super excited to have them on again welcome back yeah thanks for having <laughs> us again thank you yeah and so um we're actually really excited they're having a shamanic journeying basics class coming up july 15th and um yeah do you guys want to talk about that a little bit i'm super excited to take it personally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's with uh with thomas who we uh we know because of you guys uh, he contacted us through you, or you prompted him because he was coming in the area. I can't remember exactly how it happened, and he and I had a nice long conversation on the phone, and it was like, yes, please, come in and, <laughs> yeah. and teach us this new wonderful uh, uh, skill. Uh, I was very excited because normally Jess is like, no, you do the class. It's it's cool. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going yeah. to learn the basics of shamanic journey. It's going to help with my practice. <laughs> and then I come out of the back room, I'm like, this is what's happening. She's like, I'm going to take this one. <laughs> I didn't even ask. I was just like, this one's mine. Dibs. So I told her she has to take very, very, very good notes. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, well, if there's a good turnout, there'll be more. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, you know, he he pretty much said that as long as she takes decent notes, which I know she will be able to, 
Uh, the information is fairly easy to pass along, and he's encouraging us afterwards to do monthly uh, shamanic journeying circles where the people in the class yeah. get together once a month to kind of relive the process and journey together and experience Do together. some practice. Oh, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. 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 yeah, 100%. Yeah, and he said, you know, at times he'd be able to, to either, like, uh, phone in or Skype mm. in or, or whatever with it and be able to join it yeah. at certain points with it. So this is hopefully something that's starting out as a really awesome class and going to just morph into one of our regular monthly events. Oh, that would be awesome. Because awesome. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he had mentioned um, practicing after. He was like, hopefully like what we learn, we'll be able to do later. So if you guys are hosting them, then we'll just be here. Yeah. <laughs> just be like the energy circle. Just, you know, yeah. different things. By the way, Jess, uh, I talked to Thomas about us possibly doing something every month afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm just now really talking about this, and now you're learning about it while we're talking about it on the podcast. So, by the way, this is what's uh, probably going to be happening. You know, we got like four calendars over there. Yeah. 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 So oh, I'm excited. Um, so, neither one of you have done shamanic journeying before. I have once before with a previous shop. Okay. Um, it was very early in my practice, so my guides and uh, my goddess were very iffy on how far deep I was allowed to go. Uh, I actually had a really great but frustrating experience with it because, you know, like I said, they, they weren't letting me go too far. And just as I was getting really deep into it, uh, I physically got yanked back into my chair. Like, the whole chair, like, slid back like a good inch. Mm-hmm. And I was already a bit worried because these were, like, really rickety plastic chairs, and I'm a big man. We don't get along <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> There's a reason why I have a computer chair when I go around in the shop because, you know, these old chairs aren't exactly great for us. Uh, but, um, uh, and the, the gentleman that was uh, conducting that circle uh, said that because the, the way he would do it is he would play the dramas everybody uh, journeyed and he kind of would focus on the group as a whole and then with everybody's individual little bits. And he said that uh, he just saw, like, essentially a samurai, like, like pop up like right in front of me at that almost exact time that my chair got slid back and in my head I heard a big no and I got jolted out of the journey so it was a really cool experience Uh, I never had an opportunity to do another shamanic journey um, I think yeah. 2020 happened at that point there was another class coming up immediately after yeah then Um, I mean journeying is part of both of our practices so you know we have our own forms of journeying that we do but uh, to the degree of the and the type of stuff that happens that Thomas is going to be teaching, yeah, this is this is pretty new. Okay, yeah, because he's like the different worlds he's having us go to. He said we're not in the middle world because he mm-hmm. said it's like sketch, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not beginner. Yeah, basically, you know. Yeah, we're not going. We're not going to. The... <laughs> yeah, but um, so have you guys, um, do you do astral traveling or anything like that? I have on occasion, yes. Okay. Um, um, that's still a skill I'm working on. It's not always the most reliable. It takes me a while to get there, or I get there without even trying sometimes, which is always a fun. But <laughs> I have been yanked there a few times by different um, entities trying to get a clear message across. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually being able to get a little bit more control over that particular skill mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's one thing I want to ask Thomas at some point like compared to astral traveling or you guys might know like how different is it because it's still 
going out of body. Mm-hmm. Like, is journeying another word for that? Is what I'm getting at. From as I understand it, yes, it, mm-hmm. it's very similar. Except in like journeying and shamanic journeys and stuff like that, it's more of a you're traveling them to a different realm, right? So mm-hmm. you have the, the upper, middle, and lower realms. Like he's going to be practicing with. For me, my path, it's trying to obtain, go to uh, Terranog, the other world. Okay. Um, for like Jess and Norse pagans, it would be trying to get to Asgard. Mm-hmm. You know, you have journey to other realms, universes, dimensions. Whereas like astral travel and astral projection, you're staying on this plane of existence. Okay. I think that's the difference. Okay. But I guess we'll I guess we'll learn. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay. How I gotta ask you both these places. How is Asgard? I actually haven't made it there yet. Okay. I'm still, um, mostly because it hasn't really been a focal point of my journey. Um, I've definitely been more interested in um, Vanaheim, uh, Helheim, uh, places like that. So I, I actually haven't really bothered with Asgard, but I think that's just the Lokian in me going like... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'll get there one day, I'm sure. Um, it's on my list of places to visit, but I prefer hanging out with the people I kind of already have a relationship with at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's really cool. The place that you referenced, I like, So, the Irish Otherworld, the Terranog, I have not achieved it yet. Okay. Um, it's kind of one of those things, uh, through practice and continue trying to get there you eventually will gain safe travel right it's it's across the ocean so you have to you know get access and and kind of essentially be almost allowed in um it's not the easiest to obtain it's not the i don't want to say it's an unfriendly world because it's not you know it's it's also considered for irish pagans it's the afterlife also um, but it's also the land where all the, the, the she live. It's where the fae are. So there are definitely things there that uh, be more than happy to be like, hey, you're staying here now for a while, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's not the easiest to obtain, and I'm not the best at keeping a great schedule as far as journeying and meditation goes. Mm-hmm. So most of my journeys are to uh, self-created groves and places and forests and landscapes that I go to to connect with my guides and to the Morrigan and, and stuff like that. So I've, I've gotten to that, but haven't quite earned the right to, to get to the other world yet. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I have like my, it's well, I know like with astral travel, you can create your own like whole everything if you want. Yeah, and so, you're on yeah. like home base. Yeah, that's like really cool. And so I have like this place that I like have set up and that's where I meet. They come and meet me there. And then they have their own like temples there, which I thought were separate, but they were like, no, you made this for me. <laughs> like, no, this is just where I come when I visit. Yeah, I like this better. It's my guest house. Yeah, like what it is. They're like, I mean, like, yeah, and then I let um, my, like, spirits, like, kind of help me with little things in my own spot, like, kind of help decorate, if that makes sense. There's, like, little things. There's, like, delphiniums, and it actually was with Persephone from a different ritual we did, and um, little things like that, and they were, I thought it was, like, going somewhere, but it wasn't. It was just, like, my little creation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just kind of, like, fun. 
Um, but I haven't gone except for dreams. So I lucid dream a lot. And that's whenever I go on my adventure. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm excited for Thomas's workshop because kind of like what you said, having a little bit more control over over that experience of yes. just kind of being there and being like, oh well, I can do all this now. Cool. Yeah. I want to be able to do this more intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> being pulled into like, oh, here, you're here now, and this is what we're doing. Um, kind of, which is still fun. And I started keeping a dream journal as a part of what just so I can have more experiences in the lucid um, state, which is helping. It's weird. I'm having like really like mul- like back, they're like rolling over when I sleep, like yeah, one crazy cool. dream and then another one and another one. And um, yeah, so it's interesting. But that's where I'm at too. <laughs> just having my own little Just, just like... trying to figure out like, it, well, and at least like in that realm, you're fairly safe because you've got your yeah. gods, you've got your deities, you've got like your, your mm-hmm. home base. So you're not worried about stepping out of bounds and pissing something off exactly yeah. <laughs> that's what they're probably thinking too like oh little lady <laughs> we're gonna keep our little munchkin right here yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so you can invite everything and anything and that's that's one of the other things with like the irish path is you know you're encouraged through studying the lore to then bring in and invite in the different gods and goddesses and heroes mm-hmm. and and other beings of the the lore and the sagas into your your created spaces mm. right or to then recreate the big battles and stories in your space mm-hmm. so you know you don't always have to get to the other side but it's much safer <laughs> safer like you're saying like it's, it's so much easier and safer to do it that way yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like if you're doing any kind of ritual work or spell work, like it's safer to do it from a place that you have already established protections for, mm-hmm. like than it is to just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go out here to the middle of nowhere where I do not know the land. I do not know the spirits involved in the land. Um, and I'm going to do this thing and see what happens. So like, mm, or you could just stay in, yeah. your, like, <laughs> in your regular domain where you have established a relationship with the spirits so that, like shit doesn't get attached to you shit doesn't follow you back things yeah. don't go catawampus yeah you're like comfortable there yeah so then i think like um if they are teaching you maybe you're more receptive to some of the because you're not like oh what's this what's that like, it's like wait we can grow wings and we can do that can we do that look at me let me tell you what i'm trying to teach you something. and they're like focus focus human <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have uh, another question since we're talking about like this lucid astral stuff. So, um, I've heard quite a few people, and I've had this experience myself. Have you guys ever experienced the light classroom in the dream state? Because I know she yeah. has, and um, pretty sure you said the guy you're dating had something like that happen. Yeah, and a few of my friends, plus the internet, <laughs> plus it. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever had that in either astral or meditation or? So I'm guessing you don't mean the dream where you wake up in the classroom and you're just in your underwear. And you're <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I've never like, even had that dream. <laughs> but no, I, I have literally. I don't think in any memory I have ever dreamed of a classroom or had a lucid moment in a classroom. Really. Um, I don't know why that would be. I can see where it would be conducive to you know, getting messages across and being taught, but no, but I also, um, especially when I'm doing meditations and, um, visualizations and journeying and stuff, like I tend to stay 
kinetic. Like, mm. I cannot focus if I'm not moving. Okay. So a classroom situation would be really detrimental to that. Mm. So, like, where other people would be very receptive to that. Like, I'm more receptive to taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you would be walking in your Yeah. Okay. So I would be, like, walking through the woods or what have mm-hmm. you and... And so you're talking about like the astral phenomenon. Yeah. Like people always There's this thing um, where people, well, it's like a common thing that's happened. A lot of people have this sim- similar where they're kind of like being like in a classroom type thing, being taught by, we call them HDBs, which are high dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like being taught by like, I don't know whether like an archangel or a deity or some sort of like maybe ascended master, whatever it is. And their experience just kind of sitting there like learning maybe not sure if like they remember what it is but this the imagery of sitting there like learning and being lectured too yeah being lectured and it's like a common phenomenon I guess that people have experienced um and I've had that experience multiple times but see I'm receptive to that type of thing um like take notes sit down like I actually had one yes (laughs) (laughs) where's my notebook yeah like ever having that happen um like early on in our like journey I remember uh I had a dream of Hecate and I didn't quite know like much about I wasn't really involved in the Greek stuff and she's like um I've told you guys a story she's like um look me up and then she's like taps this notebook and she's like (laughs) H-E-K and I'm like oh yay you were yay thank you writing it down and then she's like you're gonna have two patrons coming through very soon and I'm like I thought she meant patreons because I woke up and I had patreons and then like literally right after that that's whenever my you got mate yeah they're not quiet no no no, no. so um what about you any any classrooms not really, not mm-hmm. in the traditional sense. Um, as far as like in the, the lucid dreaming way, I never remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. And even if it is a dream where it's supposed to be a message coming through, I'll remember like one or two words. Okay. Um, something essentially enough to focus on to get the aspect of the message I was supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. Um, in meditations, I would say the closest I've come to it, uh, and this has been a couple times since I've joined the OBOD, the Order of Bards, Obates, and Druids, mm-hmm. um, while in uh, my meditative state in my personal creative grove, there was uh, an old druid who was helped kind of guide me through and, and okay. you know, uh, with a couple lessons. Um, but this is very similar to how the Morgon teaches me, though. Okay. Like, you know, I'll be sitting in my chair in front of my altar space at home. Um, you know, I usually have some sort of music or a drum beat playing, candle lit and go into meditative state and it's not really a classroom it's just like you know you can feel her presence pretty much mm-hmm. right in front of me and looking down and you know because it's, it's the the altar is elevated up a bit and i'm sitting down so it's kind of almost like that teacher looking down at you so in a in an aspect it's kind of like that but no not not a traditional classroom mm-hmm. sense no. interesting yeah it's pretty cool i, I like like the like those stories you hear of people having these overlapping mm-hmm. like these like shared yeah. cognitive like uh, was it shared personal gnosis where mm-hmm. it's like everybody kind of has some things that they have like uh i've had a lot of people i've talked to have been lit on fire okay. uh, or like a, a rebirth through fire um which is one thing i experienced so it was kind of interesting mm-hmm. to see that that was not a singular experience 
um, yeah, that um, a lot of people having like almost the same setup of their their personal growth. Mm. A lot of people like they have like a, a porch or a house and like a clearing and then the tree line starts and you might hear water in the distance like it's it's everybody kind of starts with that kind of basic build and I think part of it is because it's very easy for us to kind of picture that space mm-hmm. and really build it and feel the grass and like yeah. it really become the space mm. yes yeah, so I did because cool. I never, I don't think I've ever explored the idea that we could go further than that. You're of. like, oh, okay, yeah, this is where I go now. This is where I go. <laughs> like when we do our stuff, like for Stephanie, whatever, she'll come up, like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I never even attempted to even try to grow wings or do anything. Like you know, when you're a little kid, you feel like you can like jump, like you're walking on air. Like I have not tried to do that in an adult state, but now I'm the wings are really fun. <laughs> <laughs> start getting wild with it. You can yeah. change the color, too. <laughs> what color are yours? What is reality? I, I, I just kind of pick whatever I'm feeling just that day. let it happen. Yeah, I just let it happen. That's really interesting, huh? But sometimes I'm like, that's boring. Let's try purple. <laughs> oh my goodness. But not that purple. That purple. <laughs> You're going on adventures. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I love it. So I also like... Um, have you guys had the experience of when you're in like one of these states and then you have um, like some sort of wisdom, something they tell you and then in, it manifests after. Um, so a good example in mine is I was in a meditation once with Loki and he said, um, when you see the spider, know it's me. And then I opened my eyes and there was a spider on the ceiling. And I love when that type of stuff happens. Um, do you guys have any examples like that that you would like to share? I don't. I mm-hmm. get my lessons in hear something very vague, now figure out what I mean. Oh. <laughs> my, my lessons are very much the, you know, uh, the, the, how can one plus one plus four equal ten? But that, that in itself is manifesting physically, I think. Yeah. You know, like you're figuring out what she's teaching the, the problem solving yeah. kind of is yeah. part of the teaching exactly. process yeah. Yeah. which I mean works really well for me because I have a very analytical mind you know I've mm-hmm. always been the okay what if what do you do next if this happens what do you do next if that happens she just knows you're going to ask why and well, is yeah, like cutting that extra yeah. step you know, even, <laughs> yeah. you know even when I was in the Marine Corps we'd sit around like okay what would we do if we were the other side so we can better prepare for how we'll mm-hmm. react and it's always been kind of the same thing, you know, it's, it's okay, well, if this happens here and this goes wrong there, then how do I get to X, mm. you know? So that's, that's how I, I get taught, you okay. know, or it's just like little, little steps at a time to be able to figure it out. So it can be very frustrating, but at the same time, it's, you know, when, when you get the lesson right, especially mm-hmm. like when it, you get it quickly, yeah. it feels good. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I feel like everybody's um, like spirit reaches everybody how they're receptive, I think. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to be a little bit different. Because they want to be heard. They mm-hmm. don't want things to get misheard. So uh, for me, uh, right after I'd been like practicing for a while, I was... Um, kind of still trying to figure out like exactly what path I kind of wanted to start down and I was having this dream and then all of a sudden it became Loki and he looked at me and he goes Thanateros and then and dream I woke up and I was like all right that's something so I googled it 
and there is an order called the Illuminates of Thanateros that practice chaos magic. Mm. And I was like, okay, so this is something to look into. So, like, I was sitting there like, I don't know what I should be studying right now. I was kind of like, eh, eh, nothing was really clicking. And he was like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love Can you tell us a little more about chaos, chaos magic? Um, I don't necessarily uh, do it in the way that the Order of Thanateros does it. Um, I, I've looked into, uh, and if anybody's curious, uh, Liberdal and Psychonaut are the two books uh, that would um, be a good place to start. Uh, the problem I had as I delved further into those books was uh, just like things like Crowleyism um, and mid-century esotericism you saw you see a lot of like things being taken from other uh practices without necessarily like the respect or knowledge behind how to use them appropriately um so in in a way there is like some kind of eclecticism to it but it's not necessarily done incredibly respectfully so um you know, they may be using, like, different symbols and things that may not mean what they tell you they mean anymore. Um, so I was kind of a little hesitant on really delving into that. Plus, a lot of it seemed like very much high ritual magic, which is really not exactly my uh, my flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really interesting when you first started telling me about it, because high ritual magic is very structured and it's very organized mm. it's just chaos magic yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's structured and organized and it's like not very chaotic no, no, no. <laughs> but it was kind of like the way like it's very um i wouldn't even say it's structured and organized as much as like here's a bunch of things you can do but you need to do it this way or it's not going to work and i'm like but i don't think that's necessarily um valid and so i i started kind of shying away from a little bit of that uh, one book I did get, uh, it's called Hands-On Chaos Magic. And that one I really enjoyed because it was a little less, um, the person spoke from a very good place mm-hmm. of knowledge. And it's more, it reads more like a manual and a textbook. More like, okay, here's some exercises you can do for visualization and meditation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the first, like, half a dozen chapters at least. Um, for different, like, protection, cleansing, and meditation things. Like, very basic getting into energy work. Um and it's just like if this doesn't work try this one like do this for like a week or two see how it how you feel with it that's not really your vibe try this like this is another way that you can go um which it approaches what i think that did for me is it approached chaos magic like a science experiment so we're going to hypothesize that if i um visualize in the shower every morning that I'm being cleansed as well as clean and maybe add a particular ingredient or add some salt or a candle or some smoke, what have you, um, that that is going to keep me cleansed regularly. Then you test it. You see how it works. You see if you can improve any results. And then you come up with your conclusion on whether or not that's a good thing for you. So I think that's really at the heart of what chaos magic really is, is finding these things that have worked for other people or worked for other paths um, and then testing them. If they work for you, then it's something that resonates and it's something that is coherent for your practice. Then you just add it to the book and that's now your little chaos book, <laughs> like your little chaos magic manual. Yeah. So in that aspect, I really enjoyed delving into more like the, um, 
the structure of chaos magic, which is very much a scientific method. It's a very much trial and error situation. So, yeah, see, I always thought it, that's what chaos magic was, that it was like figuring out your method and like experimenting. Yeah. And that type of thing. That's what made it kind of chaotic because you weren't following a strict thing that somebody else is telling you to do. It's kind of like doing your own formula. Have you ever heard of um, this comic book artist? Um, he wrote Transmetropolitan. I have not. Um, so he's really big on chaos magic. And um, there's another comic artist named Alan Moore who does high magic. And those two are always butting heads. <laughs> always that, like, and, that's not going to work. Watch it. Yeah, and it's really cool. And they, um, the comics that the chaos magician writes, they're really popular. I'll have to get the name for you. Um, and they're really good. I love them. But he has, like, magic in the comics. And the comics are used, like, for him. Mm-hmm. Like, it empowers, like, That's him. Right. And whatever he, like, he's is going on. successful. He's very <laughs> successful. Um, he's a part of, he's around, like, like, you know who Neil Gaiman is. So yeah. He's, like, in that, like, er- In that era. little. Yeah, that, like, but there's a lot of magicians within that. And obviously, like, Neil Gaiman, like, he's. Um, very fluent in like everything Um, and he's friends with those guys so I wouldn't be surprised if he like if he's like doing some (laughs) stuff on the side yeah but I know that Alan Moore who you know like um, Swamp Thing um, and then what was the really big one it has a smiley face Uh, Watchmen Watchmen yeah he wrote Watchmen he wrote a lot of really good ones but he's all high magic he has videos about it we were thinking about trying to get him on the show and then, um, but the other guy is chaos, so it's cool. And you can see it when you read their stuff. And see how they yeah. treat things. Yeah, we're, we're working on a, uh, a snow globe hex right now. That's our current... That's our most recent. Our, our most recent del- <laughs> delving into chaos. So it's, it, conceptually, think of it as a sour jar, right? Okay. And when you think it's time to re-up it or agitate it, you shake it, it, right? It. Mm-hmm. Snow globe. You just walk okay. by every day, pick up a snow globe, give it a shake. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, Adam, this is Adam not for, like, minor infractions. This yeah. might be for somebody who, you know, did just, something horrible. Yeah. yeah. A just situation. Yes. That you understand how to handle yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I think, too, it's, like, with snow globes, like, how it kind of goes down really slow. It's, like, this... I'm seeing, like, this energy going down mm-hmm. heavy. <laughs> like, really... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're trying to figure out exactly what kind of liquid we need to put in there to actually get a good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I like it. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Remember? Yeah, because you were interested in chaos magic. Uh, yeah, that's why I, that... I went to like. It's a lot of trial yeah. and error and lots of yeah. ta- note taking. Because that's definitely my. Which is you know super organized and like. That's the way I move. Yeah, like, yeah. that's how it's always worked for me. So I want to like hone in on that more. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm gonna have to get that third book. You'll you'll tell me like what book they get. What book that she recommended? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, I've got yeah. it on the shelf over oh, there. You can oh, see okay. it when I. <laughs> That's fun. It's when I always like everybody thinks it's weird that I'll recommend that to beginners too. And I'm like, but like the first like parts of the book are so much about meditation, protection, cleansing. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, you, this part is really good for beginners, and mm-hmm. it breaks it down in a way that's so formulized so that they can just be like okay i'm going to start with this so they don't get overwhelmed with like the wealth of information you might find in a lot of other witchcraft books yeah. where they're like here's everything all at once 
And you're like, okay, but they don't know how to, like, cleanse their home first. They don't know how to protect their home. They don't know how to cleanse themselves. And I always say, cleansing and protection, that needs to be the first two things you do. And that's, like, the first two things in the book. Wow. Well, that sounds good. A lot of of the other beginner books, they lean so heavily into specific practices Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't even realize that's that's what they're getting into. Right. You know, it's... I, I love a lot of like Buckland books, right? He does mm-hmm. a really great job of writing. He does a really great job of keeping his Wiccan beliefs out of the general mm-hmm. books. But when it comes to beginner witchcraft, it's really, you know, and I haven't looked at his beginner witchcraft once, so this is purely assumption. I would find it very hard to believe that he is able to completely keep, you know, the Wiccan faith out of a beginner witchcraft book. Mm-hmm. So you would have a lot of people kind of going in. So something like that Chaos Magic book is fantastic for beginners. Oh, okay. Because That's really it, there's no base practice to any of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like um, you do see a lot of, like, Wiccan stuff bleed in to certain books. And then, like, but they don't explain that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's, when I was studying runes, um, that was something I would notice. I'm like, well, this is more, like, Wiccan, not mm-hmm. exactly Norse. And then, like treating the runes like you would for that and that's not like they're not that <laughs> yeah it's like that's not yeah. what they do but yeah. okay um and like there's a lot of like journeying with them and you know that type of thing but i think it's also interesting that you said your book mentioned the importance of meditation um because i've heard people not wanting to, like just wanting to go in and do like spells but not like connect or go within um, and I, I mean, my personal philosophy is like, there's like, you're working with like the spirits of plants and like the lineages mm-hmm. coming down and stuff like that. And sometimes meditating is pretty important. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're working with your guides, you're working mm-hmm. with your ancestors, you're working with the spirit of the land around you, working with the spirit of the plants or the crystals or whatever you're putting mm-hmm. into your spell work. Um, if you don't have a relationship with any of that, if you have not done any work to build that relationship with any of them, do you think they're going to help you? Yeah. You might occasionally be able to get a cup of sugar off your neighbor if you, that you don't even know the name of. But if you're going over there every like week going like, hey, I need a favor. Hey, I need a favor. Hey, I need a favor. And you're doing nothing to actually like encourage a relationship yeah. with them. You think they're going to keep doing you favors? Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I've seen two things that I thought were not in alignment with like what I, like what we do. Um, one was the idea that spirit is like separate from your workings and stuff um and like you said not developing like just doing spells um and you're like yes yeah, it but like bypassing all of the other stuff yeah like why, why um, would lavender do what it does in that spell if yeah. it doesn't have a spirit yeah if you don't like activate it and everything and then the other one was the opposite where i've seen people talking about forcing like trying to like force spirits to do stuff and demanding mm-hmm. like certain entities to do things um and also you know like they're pulling out like old old grimoires and stuff that have like those seals and what have you yeah um which i also feel like is very risky <laughs> and not advised yeah like that all falls back to the play stupid games win stupid prizes you know? yeah, yeah I, I i prefer just to like you know be nice and mm-hmm. polite with my neighbors <laughs> and yeah. guides and yeah. just be like oh you need you need 
here, here's a cup of milk and some whiskey. And um, I might be talking to you in a couple days. <laughs> I mean, every, every day off that I have from my muggle job, there's a pot of coffee brewed and a pot of tea brewed. And, you know, the first cups go to deity. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it goes outside to the she, to the North American land spirits, to specific spirits of the land and, and herbs that we work with. So, you know, it's it, it goes to them because, I mean, A, they were here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, they're the ones we're asking for help with on all of this. And yeah. three, it's just good manners. Yeah. You yeah. know, we, we share the land with them. We share the space. We share the area. You better be paying homage. Make them mm-hmm. breakfast sometimes. Yeah. yeah, throw out an egg every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Feed the animals around is another great way to, to, you know, build that connection. And since we've done that, you know, everything grows fantastic in our area. We had an ash tree that, like, popped up out of nowhere in less than two years. (laughs) I was like, that's going nowhere. That is sacred. (laughs) You know, we have was uh, uh, mugwort. Mugwort. Bone uh, set. Bone set. uh, I don't mustard garlic, but that's invasive. Um, No, No, there was something else that we saw. But it all grows on right at the entrance, of like right on the oh the lot. burdock, but and, that's invasive too. So, and and it came out of nowhere. So all of a sudden, one year after we had been leaving out yeah. offerings and had cleared space for for land spirit, all of a sudden there's mugwort bone set and wow. and I can't remember what the other herb is. It's the the mugwort and the bone set have kind of taken over. Yeah, they have. Um, I'm drawing. But then all of a sudden, that. boom! There's magical ingredients right there on the light. Mm. You just so, walk outside and be like, "Can I have some, please?" Wow. <laughs> that's so cool. Earth takes care of us. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, I think part of the problem is, though, especially with beginners, you're coming from a mindset of there is one God. There is, you know, angels. There's demons and nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're being told that everything has a spirit, including the dust on the ground or the dust on your shelf because you haven't dusted in three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Everything has a spirit. It all has energy. It all has, it's a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of decolonization of your practice as a part of yes. that too because <laughs> yeah. um, there is, especially if you come, like, come from a Christian background, which many, many people do in this world, or even a monotheistic background of some nature, uh, there is an effort of control, I think, that you've had people around you exert on you your whole life in the name of religion and then when you start going into these more um these more pagan faiths and stuff you still like you still kind of feel like there should be that all father that person Mm -hmm. who has the ultimate control Mm -hmm. and that you being human are still above maybe the animals Mm -hmm. the plants the rocks the trees um not really grasping that we all exist simultaneously for a reason um, and that one neither never really does well without the other for reasons um, so instead of working in conjuncture with the with that spirit of the land that spirit around you um, you tend to want to enforce your will upon it mm. instead of kind of listening to it and letting it tell you what it thinks would be a good idea. And there's times where you're like, nah, dude, like, no, we're not doing that. Like, we're not playing that game today. Um, And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to let the spirits run rampant over you, Mm -hmm. but 
it, you don't need to run rampant over them either. Yeah. Because, I mean, to a degree, when you do spell work, you're obviously, you know, trying to force your will in the universe. Like, that's mm-hmm. essentially magic. But that it's so much easier to do when the spirit around you is like, you're cool, I like you, let's do it. I yeah. like that idea. That person's a dick. <laughs> or you're my kind of crazy, let's see if this works. Right. <laughs> or... Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your mama. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So out of the deity work, they have they come to you first most of the time, or have you sought out the energies, especially the main ones that you both work with? Um, with Loki and Apollo, um, they definitely sought me out first. Um, now, as I've kind of branched into other working, it's like especially within Norse paganism, like I'm trying to get to know the rest of the pantheon because manners um but and in those situations i would be seeking them out more than they would seek Mm me but with with my main guys yeah they they totally busted through the door on their own and same on you know uh on she came to me um and i'm very blessed and thankful that she waited around until i was like okay let's let's do this (laughs) that was very nerve-wracking uh discernment process i was like i don't know if i should do this um Zeus came around to me. Uh, of course, we don't really work much together. It's kind of more of a, hey, let's bro out and hang out every now and then kind of a deal. Um, but uh, I also work with one of the uh, the Loire. Okay. Um, and it's mostly when I'm helping out one of our friends uh, who is uh, a voodoo practitioner and is in the process of trying to find how to properly get initiated into Haitian voodoo. Um, so it's kind of one of those things I got... The allowance of like, yeah, you can work with, you can, you know, you sought me out, but yes, I'm, I'm good with you working with me when you're working with her for just reasons, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I kind of, you know, went to went looking for him, um, and then again, with, same with Jess, you know, with the Irish pantheon, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get be a better Irish pagan and not just a, a devotee to the Morrigan. So I seek that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I see that a lot. Like, yeah you'll start to spread out. And I think, too, like, the other ones will check in. Like, mm-hmm. once you dip a toe in, they're like, hey. Yeah, like, I've definitely had, like, <laughs> Artemis pop in. But okay. it wasn't even for me. It was more to be like, is my brother behaving? That's what she does. Like, it was, like, <laughs> totally to, like, <laughs> I don't trust this person. And I need to make sure that he is behaving over here with the other idiots in this house. <laughs> that is, that's one of those um, things we were talking about, like, the common... A lot of people say if you work with one of the twins, the other one likes to pop in. And I think that happens with, like, a lot of the twin deities. I've heard Mm -hmm. that happen with people who work with Freya will occasionally get Freya pop in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that happens a lot when you see twins. eh, Siblings. Yeah. (laughs) Siblings just got to get in each other's business. It is what it is. At the same time, you see the same thing with a lot of people with Hades and Persephone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm reading this um, devotional book for Zeus right now, and in one of the like anecdotes that the person wrote, they said there's a certain amount of um, the deities who are like the um, introductory, like to the welcoming, committee. the welcoming committee. Yeah. And Zeus will assign like his kids, and a lot of his kids are a part of the welcoming committee, and they're the <laughs> ones that are like, "Hey, come on, guys, it's fun over here. Yeah. Let's go. We we got the we got the orgies over on Olympus." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like it weird. Like, <laughs> so I thought it 
was curious. Like, every time we talk to you, like, a lot, uh, all of us yeah. have had, like, these energies come to us. And then we're like, yeah, they're great. This is great for us. Yeah. And then you, have, like, you go on the internet and you're like, people are like, well, I tried to summon, uh, I don't know, uh, Asmodeus. Um, uh, well, the Infernals are a little Yeah, I'm yeah saying, Infernals are a little. a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll have, go on the internet and people who know nothing at all about anything to do with deity work. And they're, like, trying to, to conjure or summon some of the heavy hitters i'm like are you mm-hmm. freaking like serious? calm down yeah. homie like, yeah. like i'm just trying to chill with hermes like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like like bra like you don't have to go that hard that fast <laughs> calm down and, and as somebody who, who went that hard that fast in the beginning Oh, go have some fun with it <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it, i mean don't get me wrong i would never trade it for anything but you know i look at like jess with loki and, arguing you know, over chocolate chip cookie down in the yeah, kitchen. Over chip <laughs> you know, our friend Kendra with uh, Hephaestus and Hades. Yeah. It's just like, y'all have had like way more fun and just get like goof out and hang out and yeah. enjoy. And I'm sitting there with like a, a, a cranky Professor McGonagall slapping me upside the head. <laughs> quite get the, the lesson right. Oh. Go, have <laughs> Go have fun. Maybe if you were more fun, more fun people would show up. That's true. You all, you always poo-poo Loki when he's like, hey, let's go party. And you're like, dude, not right now. Because I've had to clean up the aftermath. Meh. <laughs> it's our It's our Secret in my head. Oh, my goodness. Should we tell them yeah, the story? Yeah, you just tell them. Let's tell them. Oh, right sorry. <laughs> let's tell the public. You know? So it's Secret in Mayo. And at the time, um, I was doing a lot of stuff with, like, Aphrodite but obviously, like, Loki and Apollo like to hang around. And she's like, it's fine. You love them. I'm the goddess of love. They can whatever. Yeah. And so I, my fiancé has a habit of ingesting offerings. Oh, it's, no. He's done it with Loki before. Multiple times. Multiple times. And he goes, oh, my gosh. And he'll be like, is this somebody's now at this point? And um, we made margaritas. And um, I'm like, I'm going to let Loki have this because he's been, like, having fun. And then she and I both engage with Hermes and he, he seems to like um, like chocolate with caramel in it so she finds this chocolate caramel bar that she got from here and she's like we have to give it to Hermes like we've celebrated it was when we did the yeah, belting okay. yeah. yeah I think we just had like the thing yeah, on baking yeah. caramel bars so I took two Carmelos yeah. and I yeah. was like Hermes is going to want this I'm going to give him yeah. mine and I was like well I have an extra one give it to her so yeah. I was sitting on it for like a whole week at this point. Yeah. So it's so, sitting yeah. there and then we have the chocolate there and then Sean walks up and he just sips Loki's margarita and then um, he's like, can we share this chocolate guys? And oh, so no. we were like, so like, I'm like, we're already like a margarita in and we're like, like fuck it. We already <laughs> drank <laughs> like, let's go! Yeah. And so then he proceeds to go, he was like, I'm surprised we didn't give anything to Aphrodite. And he holds up his glass and he's like, Aphrodite, this is for you. And then um, the three of us had the worst hangovers, but we had a great time. It Fiance kept dedicating things kept dedicating. to these to the energies that were around. Like, he got salsa, he's like, if anybody wants to get on this, I made this fresh. Like yeah. here you go. <laughs> we're he's ingesting like, all this. So like stuff. everybody and we're just eating it with them. I'm like, I guess this is what's happening and we went we had a great time, but like I said, we were quite hungover the next So morning. now when he accidentally ingests something that has been left as an offering to God, does he find that the flavor is dulled? He um well, 
he finds that like weird stuff happens to him. Okay. He's noticed. Um, but I he thinks now that Loki is having him eat things so that I give him more. That he's kind of doing the work. work <laughs> I mean, that is, that is totally that a little so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, we yeah. actually have like a candy bag at our house um, where I have it, where I've just been put. Because I don't, uh, I know some people will throw away their offerings and stuff like that, but I just have issues with like waste. I don't know. It's just like a personal thing. They said it's okay if I eat them. So um, that's how we do. Um, but I have like a bag and I was throwing like candy from Hermes and Loki in the bag. And then I was like, oh, I have this bag of candy. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know whose was whose. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess if anybody wants to eat this. One of these contains mushrooms. The other one contains. (laughs) You're going to be really hyper or you're going to be a little, um, I don't know, festive. So um, eat at your own risk. So we have like a little bag for that. But um, yeah, that's that's our (laughs) little story. Yeah, it's going to be my Ruined the whole weekend. Yeah, Yeah, the whole weekend, but it was fine. We had a great time. Because I feel like Aphrodite's like down if everybody else is down. She's gonna make sure everybody's behaving first, and she's like, all right, cool. She's like, I'm fine, let's do it. So, yeah, we have it. I feel like that's a lot of the women in the Greek pantheon. They're like, all right, we're gonna make sure these idiots are okay, everybody's fine, everybody's safe. Okay, fine, we can party now. Um, It's it's like a giant frat party on Mount Olympus these days, so you know they they have to they have to babysit a lot. Yeah, grown ass men. Um, I was like um, reading about Dionysus and in involved with like Apollo because I do my art and he's been like, do your art with me. If you want to be close to me, do your art, like kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. we're gonna and then. I went on this like full long thing about the concept of bliss and how it um, it does connect us to the divine because well, how do you feel whenever you have a divinity come into your space? It's usually like, oh, this is like great. Yeah. You feel that like bliss. So then if you are doing things you love to do, you're getting closer to that frequency where like kind of they're hanging out in a way, but there's like the corruption of it. So that's like, um, we think of Dionysus, like the extremes, like access, where you're subconsciously chasing after that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just doing it naturally, and then, then you're like naturally aligning with that energy, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, something like if you work with Apollo, he, uh, so Zeus is like cosmic um, consciousness type of energy. And so Apollo, he will he's the only one that can like kind of tell everybody what Zeus is like saying via like the Oracle and stuff, but also you reach enlightenment through like art, through music, through everything the muses like do basically. And then, um, and that like connects you to that enlightenment, like that consciousness and through Oracle, of course. So, I mean, that's like, if you're working with him, you do that, then you're linking into that divine current of, um, I don't know, wisdom from, like, you know, the one or how, I mean, the mute or the Platonists would do, like, the good or what have you, so it's, like, that idea, like, that current that he can take you on, so Dionysus is like that, and so I feel like the gods that are, like, festive like that, that's, like, their energy to get you into that. To get you to that, yeah. that spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I, my personal belief, <laughs> and whatever it is, but, like, everybody's bliss is going to be different, yeah. so, like, 
you know, like, your goddess is very in- intense with you because that's, like, the energy and the current that, like, you're in and you're working on and working through, where, like, you might be more receptive to, let's hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're a musician, so, like, when you're playing music, you're tapping into that. Yeah. And it's, like, interesting, like, what comes to you when you are in those, like, spaces, like, the downloads and, and the like, but, yeah, or, like, Hermes and you... Yeah, you vibe with it. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what is your advice, since we're talking about deities, to anybody listening who, um, like, is like, oh, should I do that? Should I engage with deities? Do you have any advice for any new people, um, since we're in that? Yes. So. <laughs> I know. It always goes that way, I feel like, when we talk. The advice I gave to your gentleman friend recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you think you know who, or if you think it's somebody you want to work with and you've finally made contact, study the lore. Study, study, study. Know some very obscure lore. And then question them. Ask them about their own stories. And, and I say obscure lore so that you can ask them about something that really they'll probably be the only ones that know the answer to, or very few people know the answer mm-hmm. to because you want to make sure that you are actually talking to who you say you are. And it's not just some asshole on the other other side going like, hey, I bet I can trick, I trick this guy here into thinking I'm, I'm Zeus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mess with this guy. Let's do this. Let's have fun. Right? Yeah. So vet your deity big time. Make sure you're dealing with who exactly it is you think you're dealing with or who you want to be dealing with. Um, the other side to that, uh, the other reason for knowing the lore is, you know, I'm a firm believer that there are three forms to every deity. And I talked about this in my Unmorgon class the other week. Um, and the first one is the old world lore base. And that's, that's who we learn about when it comes to the stories that have been getting told and written down for thousands of years. Right? Um, and even if that's not the one you end up working with, it's still important to know where the energy comes from and where the God comes from that you're, you're working with. The other two are, you know, it's funny you mentioned Neil Gaiman earlier because I mm-hmm. think he hit the nail on the head with American gods, mm-hmm. right? So the whole concept of the book is when immigrants came to the New World, they brought their gods with them. The original version of the gods still stayed in the country of origin, right? So that's the old world god. Now you have the new world god. And we have to worship differently here. We have to leave different offerings. We use different plants and, and everything like that in, in our practices, because we don't always have the same things they did back home. So now you have the New World God, right? Mm-hmm. They're essentially the same, but they're a little different. And the third is it's, it's more of a uh, practice-based, right? So it, it, the prime example I use for this, and it's not limited to, but you look at, like, Wiccans, mm-hmm. right? They then take the, the gods and the deities that they know of, and they use that energy and how it fits into their dogmatic practice, right? So now we have three different versions of each god. No matter which one you work with, I think it's really important to always know where they came from initially. So that's why there's the other side to why you should really know the lore. I think um, it's a respect thing too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like and unlike um, what we see in a lot of Christian churches especially, and I don't mean to you know, shit on Christianity or anything here, but um, whereas there is a expectation of people obeying god um in the christianity uh, in the christian faith um you don't have that in pagan 
followings, especially nowadays. It is a, a relationship. It is a mutually beneficial relationship if done right. It doesn't mean be disrespectful. It doesn't mean try to make them do your bidding all the time. Um, but you don't have to do everything they tell you to do. If something feels wrong to you, you say no. Um, that's another big red flag. If you have a spirit that could be posing as an entity or a deity or a guide, if they are doing anything that sends up, like, that puts you at ill at ease in a way that makes you feel like danger, Will Robinson. Um, things that are like classic abuse signs, things like, oh, nobody else will understand you the way I do. Mm -hmm. Nobody else will listen to you the way I do. All, all these, like, really, like, kind of gaslighty red flags, that's not a deity you're working with. That's a that's a just an entity that's messing around with you and feeding off your energy and it, you need to do a cleanse and you need to kick that thing out. Um, mm. So that's a big like that's a you know warning flag if it's doing anything that makes you very uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about pushing your boundaries to make you learn to make you evaluate the problems within you. I'm talking about things that are just like love bombing and things like mm. that that just make you feel like chasing that bliss mm -hmm. keeping that bliss yeah. going and then maybe going like oh well you didn't do something the way yeah. i wanted you to so now i'm punishing you Ooh, and yeah. like things going wonky in your life for a while that's yeah. not how that works yeah. 99 times out of 100 with anybody i've talked to doing deity work being respectful gets you everywhere um so if you don't do the thing the way they want you to if they don't if you don't get the lesson they're trying to teach you or if you ran out of coffee, so all I got is this uh, Earl Grey tea that's been hanging out in the back of the cabinet, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because that's I mean, like this is what I got. Um, 99 times out of 100, that's fine. You are not going to see negative repercussions for any of those things. And even if you do, it's going to be something very minor, like finding a spider in your clean clothes or something because they're yeah. like, hey wasn't a super big fan of that so if you could like i don't know go get those mike and ikes that'd be super <laughs> well, and building on that not only can you say no to a lesson or, or a request you can say no if the data comes to you and you don't want to work with them you can say no mm -hmm. or if you're not getting out of the relationship what you would hope to or you think you've gotten all out of it and it's time to move on you can make that decision it's yeah. it's your choice <clears throat> You know, and it does kind of go back to like we were talking earlier about, you know, everything has energy and everything is just as important as anything else, right? Even the dust on the ground, at least in the Irish path, that includes the gods. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same level playing field. You know, they may be immortal. They may have powers that we can only dream of, but they're no better than we are. Mm -hmm. Just you know, as the way an ant looks at us as being really long living and we can destroy them with one fell swoop or drown them yeah. Yeah. out of spite. Doesn't that sound a little vengeful gaudy to you? <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I think just say, you know, know who you're talking to, set your boundaries and, and make sure it's all adhered to make sure you're safe. Yeah. And make sure that as re that you are tre being treated with the same respect that you give. If you are yeah. not being treated with the same respect you give, that is not a mutually beneficial relationship, and that goes for deity, and that goes for people um, yep. in general. Yep. Yeah, it's so interesting. I feel like there's a lot of fear around, um, and it might be just like culturally 
engaging with beings like you had said earlier that are outside of like that norm mm -hmm. and i i mean there's a, a different energy there's like more there's patience that i think a lot of people like they're not vengeful there's a difference between i think um teaching you something where you're better off even though it was uncomfortable in the middle so if you're better off that's the big thing yeah like you know? teaching you towards your highest good is yeah. one thing yeah, but like just ruining your life is not <laughs> out, out of spite because yeah. they wanted you know um, cupcakes instead. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, and I and I just think too like these things are like really old and like even if they are kind of silly or however they manifest, their amount of knowledge they have is going to be a lot different. <laughs> and like yeah. their perspective and how they see is different too. Like they're seeing through like different realms and stuff so their capacity of understanding i think is a lot different um than ours or they're not like people well <laughs> like, and uh, they yeah. kind of operate on a different morality course mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. social morality course as a result of that i think because mm -hmm. they see like a much bigger picture than we do mm -hmm. they have a very different concept of what's right and what's wrong than we may particularly yeah yeah, I mean, you see that with the Fae as well. Like, they just don't operate on the same moral code as humans. Like, and once you kind of learn how to work within that structure, mm -hmm. it's usually nothing more than maybe a slight inconvenience when they, like, take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys. You're like, hey, guys, I can use that back. And then it's, like, back crammed in the couch cushions that you checked 15 times already. Yeah. Where were we... Where were we popped up the, the other day and you leaned over like did they ask for it back <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember somebody was complaining about not being able to find like a whole bunch of stuff yeah and she's so just like but they didn't ask for it back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and they were they were specifically saying they like did stuff with the fae or something and yeah. I was just like well there you go <laughs> yeah. Like maybe pour a cup of tea and ask for it back. Like <laughs> certain things, I feel like you know that that's something they like, and you're like, yeah, you took that ring. Like I yeah, like, you like that. It. You, you know? know, one of my friends has uh, a fae that steals all her chapstick. Her, oh. Like she'll have like it'll be right after Christmas. She'll have like 15 tubes of chapstick. They're gone by New Year's. Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious. And she's like, "What did I do? Can you please give me my chapstick back?" And like two tubes will appear like in the keyhole. <laughs> And be like, you get these two. These are mine. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Costco size. Here you guys go. Just take this, please. So, is there anything else you guys want to add before we close up the episode? Not really. I, I think so. uh, kind of tying it back around, we got a little veered off track. But uh, for anybody that's listening that is in the area and interested in coming to uh, the Basics to Shamanic Journey in class with Thomas, uh, seats are limited. Uh, the max that uh, we're able to do is 12 people. We have so. four signed up so already that have, mm -hmm. you know, paid and done for. Like, they have four verified seats right now. So there's only eight left. So if you're interested, make come sure to, to, yeah. You can, can come down at the shop or you can uh, jump online at themenagerypgh.com. Under the, under the services, services tab, tab will be the uh, shamanic journeying class. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll have a link down below, too. So. And if you want to come to any of their events or workshops here, you can check out their social media, see their calendar every month. We've got a, quite, a, quite a calendar for yeah. July. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, the same, uh, it's uh, the Menagerie PGH on Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram is, is the handle. 
we, we try to keep it as simple as possible and use the same things across pretty much all platforms. We don't want people so. to have to go searching too hard. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I, you know, Thomas is going to be in the shop the day before the class, which will be Friday the 16th? 14th. 14th, sorry. Other way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's going to have copies of his book. If you're interested in his book, he's going to just be meeting anybody that wants to, to get to know him a little bit beforehand uh, so they can recognize his energy before we get started. And uh, I do believe he'll be available for some of his services. So check out his webpage for a list of those services. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show again, yes, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We love it. Thank it's a you, good guys. good conversation. <laughs>